Hey guys, my name is Brent Johnson. Um, I graduated June 18th of 2022. A refuge alumni. Uh, I attend uh, Veritas Church, Veritas West. Uh, I work full time at Franklin. Uh, thankfully, uh, due to the refuge, I was able to uh, do that part time until I got into full time. Um, I'm currently living at the Braille House, 614 House. And uh, I would just say to all you refuge guys right now that uh, you're in a safe place, an absolute wonderful uh, God haven right now. And uh, just really enjoy this time with the Lord and really enjoy the peace that passes all understanding. It's very strong in this place. And be as relational as you can. You're going to make lifelong bonds here. And uh, if you ever... Every now and again, if, if you ever feel like leaving, I would really just encourage you to don't leave. Like, talk to your brother, give it a day. This is a rewarding journey, an absolutely rewarding journey, the refuge. And it's a wonderful God haven. And I love you guys, and I wish you guys all the best. Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation on feeling stuck. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, they do. It's uh, identifying, not just like, there's like this language of you have to hit your rock bottom before you decide to to adjust. And it doesn't have to be rock bottom is where you're stuck in. You could be stuck in something that's not that big of a, it's not as heavy as addiction, but you can feel stuck in certain things. And knowing that the way that you get out of the small things, or like when we get down to the basics, and I, I think when we when you hit on those four ways to address that feeling, it works with the intense ones where you're like, man, I am I am stuck in something that's negatively impacting my life every day. It's hurting the relationships I care about most. But those small things where it's just like this is just a little habit. That if I tweaked it, it'd be better. So mm-hmm. it's it's it's. When you say it's universal to all people, it's also this is something that happens in different stages of challenge, not just life-altering challenges, but like day-to-day challenges. How do I become a better parent, better brother, better worker, better friend? It's not just the epic things. So anybody who's thinking like, well, you know, I'm not that bad. I don't really feel I don't need to think about what it means to be stuck. No, it's for everybody. That's the universality of it. Yeah. And I think even again, to bring it back to our context, uh, typically I think people think that we, you know, people's people struggling with heroin, for example, which is a very destructive substance. And we just focus on the drug. But I think a lot of the guys that come in the refuge, not only are they dealing with, you know, wanting to use heroin, but they're dealing with men. I don't know how, I don't know. I'm struggling to figure out how to, how to try to relate in a healthy way to these other guys that are also in process and trying to follow some standard or rules, trying to live with and amongst other people in recovery, that that just is too much for me because maybe I don't have the tools to, to engage in healthy relationships. And I think that 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 struggle to engage in healthy relationships is ultimately what leads us towards all of our dysfunction. 
um, you know, whether it's drugs or something else, you know, it's, it starts relationally. Um, mm. and like you said, it's not all, it's not just these big seismic things. It's, we all struggle in that way. Right. Want to be a better husband, want to be a better father, want to be a better coworker, want to be a better leader. Um, and in all of those relational places, we can feel stuck at times. Yeah. And so what do we do? We, well, we often try to try to remedy the, the, the turmoil within us by, by unhealthy means. And that's what ultimately I think results in addiction in all shapes and sizes. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm interested to hear what these, these four things, I have an idea, but I'd, I'd like to hear what those four things are. Again, um, as I was thinking through this, my the audience in mind is that guy who's in the first couple of days of the refuge. And so maybe you're listening right now. And I think that my hope, I really want this to be an encouragement and just know that, you know, we're praying for you. Um, even if you're just listening as a friend of the refuge or um, somehow you stumbled along this podcast, like we, 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 you know, we pray for, for you. And these are principles that I think we're trying to apply Austin, you and I as individuals, but also um, as our staff grows mm. that we're trying to apply. But I think the first thing that I want to riff on for a second here is just this idea of, um, of slowing down. I think mm. the, fir- the first thing we have to do is slow down when we feel stuck. Yeah. The I idea of a healthy pace, a healthy pace. Also just, um, I don't know about you. That's why it's good to have this conversation, uh, not by myself, which, um, to be able to riff with each other is because when I get into this place of feeling stuck, what tends to happen is my heart starts to race. Um, I, I go at a faster pace. Um, my mind um, speeds up. Um, there's an anxiety that I feel. There's a there's a tightness in the chest, like I mentioned. There's um, my breathing can even get erratic. I can I can start to sweat. I'm just trying to describe some of the bodily things that happen. But really, what happens is is everything starts to speed up so much that I'm not really seeing clearly. You know. Mm. Um, Maybe a picture for it is if everybody can, you might do this physically, but, but if not close your eyes and just imagine like if you, if you put your hand out in front of you and the palm of your hand is the problem that you're facing, I think what tends to happen when I feel overwhelmed and stuck is if you take, if you, if you take your palm and you put it as far out as your arm can reach, like you can see everything around your hand. Do you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. if, but if you take the palm of your hand and you put it right up to, to the f- right in front of your eyes, mm-hmm. all, you, all you can see is your hand. You can't see anything else. And what often happens for me is there was, might be one problem or, or one area in my life I feel stuck. And that problem is all I see. It just, it takes over my vision. It takes over my perspective and I'll start to say things like, everything's broken, nothing's working, I'm a failure. Um, and so I think the first thing we have to do is, is slow down. Because the first thing I definitely have to do is slow down because I start to make quick decisions, become erratic. And especially when we think about this in terms of, uh, in terms of pretty chronic addiction, is that's when we tend to just run quickly to those unhealthy um, those those unhealthy ways 
to remedy our problems, which is addiction, right? We we're gonna go find that that next hit of heroin, or we're gonna drink too much, or we're gonna eat too much. And we mm-hmm. do it without thinking. Reactive. Reactive, i.e., we don't slow down enough mm-hmm. to uh to pay attention to what's going on. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back on Monday with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.